If you've been watching the show for a while, you've probably heard me mention the fact that I've long been a fan of Taylor Swift. She's fantastic, but up until now, rarely was she someone who would cross paths with the political world in a major enough way for me to cover it. But while has that changed, I have to walk you through what has been one of the strangest phenomena I've covered in some time. MAGA is absolutely losing their marbles, losing their minds, losing all sorts of things melting down over Taylor Swift. Some even going as far as to say her relationship with football player Travis Kelsey is a deep state psyop of some kind. And this is going to be super fun. Also sort of difficult to explain because it's so ridiculous. I can't even comprehend why they're so angry, but I think I have some explanations. So bear with me and stick around until the end because it just gets crazier and crazier as we go along. So Taylor Swift, if you somehow aren't aware, is a massive pop star. How would you not know that? And what sort of began this latest wave of right-wing rage against her was the fact that she, and make sure you're sitting down for this because it's horrific. She encouraged her followers to get registered to vote. <gasps> Can you imagine? NBC News reports in September, this was of 2022, the organization vote.org said, or no, that's 2023, I think, uh, said that more than 35,000 people registered to vote after Swift posted on social media about National Voter Registration Day. In 2018, Vote.org also reported a surge in registration, especially among young people, within a couple of days of an Instagram post from Swift directing her fans to the site. And for some reason, just asking her followers to get registered to vote was proof of some scheme directed by, as Jesse Waters suggested, Joe Biden in the Pentagon. And such, you know, immeasurable amount of followers she can potentially single-handedly swing voters because of just the amount of followers that she potentially can influence. So the answer is yes, Jesse. Yeah, because when she posted the link to the vote.org, it's like hundreds of thousands of young Taylor Swift fans all of a sudden registered to vote. I wonder who got to her from the White House or from wherever. Okay, so it couldn't possibly be the fact that Taylor Swift cares about democracy and thinks people should exercise the right that thousands of people have died to protect. It can't possibly be that she thinks it's important for her followers to make their voice heard. It is that someone got to her. Someone got to Taylor Swift and convinced her to say register to vote. So malicious. Now, the absurdity of that talking point seems super clear because it proves that Republicans know the very potential of high voter turnout is devastating for them. If we got a more accurate reflection of our country and our voting, Republicans would have no shot. They're only holding on to the amount of power they currently have because of ridiculous gerrymandered maps, institutional advantages, and voter suppression. So yeah, they should be scared of young people getting involved and taking their power away through our votes or Swifties getting involved and taking away that power through votes. But the rage coming from MAGA hit new heights recently. Uh, Swift very prominently started dating an NFL football player named Travis Kelsey, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, which is putting their high profile relationship even more in the headlines. And that terrifies MAGA for some reason. We'll try to figure out what that reason is as I play some of these clips and read some of these posts. First, here is Fox News. We have had enough of Taylor Swift for now, but here's the facts. 
Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and now there's an online plea circulating that is begging people to become Niners fans for the next two weeks. Just <laughs> so it doesn't raise Travis Kelsey, a.k.a. Mr. Pfizer's star power, along with, of course, Taylor Swift, because it is so scary. There was a recent poll. One-fifth of Taylor Swift fans said they would back whichever candidate that she endorsed. You know, let's be honest, a lot of her fan base are 15-year-old girls who can't vote anyways. A lot of the others are already liberal women who would support the DNC no matter what. But there's a lot of other people who need to be careful because she doesn't do what she says. Like, for example, the other day, yesterday, she flew private from New York City to Baltimore. Yet she constantly talks about climate change. So just please don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. Yeah, you know, I so I'm all about the environment. Y'all know that I'm for the environment like Trump is for himself. There, it's that strong. But um, she quite literally, Taylor Swift, has to fly private like the dang president. Otherwise, an entire airport would shut down. There'd be a big security issue. Uh, but yeah, I think they haven't quite landed on a clear message as to why they dislike her. They haven't sent around that memo. Here's a compelling reason why we don't like her. Because the real reason is just if Taylor Swift encourages people to get registered to vote, that by itself could hurt Republicans, as I previously mentioned. And also, if Taylor Swift goes on to endorse Biden, as it seems like she likely will, and as she did in 2020, that could help him in the election, which, which they obviously don't want. But they can't make some principled argument as to why she's done anything wrong because every time even a c-list celebrity comes out in support of trump they get a fox news 24 7 rear end smooch sesh for weeks it's just liberals unfortunately for the right have all the cool celebrities so the right gets jealous now before playing a really wacky clip let me fill you in on why the right wing increasingly doesn't like travis kelsey either swift's pro football boyfriend slate reports as for where kelsey fits into all of this the football player has actually been pretty open about standing against traditional views he drew the ire of conservatives early on when he knelt during the national anthem in support of colin kaepernick the quarterback who famously accused the nfl of colluding to blacklist him for protesting police brutality by kneeling during the national anthem in 2016 this was very shortly after then president trump lambasted players who chose to kneel in solidarity with kaepernick but kelsey's progressive actions didn't stop there just a few months ago kelsey came under fire for participating in a bud light ad mere months after right-wingers and transphobes began hysterically boycotting the beer company uh, for entering a brand partnership with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney, one of the most insane boycotts I've ever seen in my entire life. More recently, Kelsey has been catching flack from conservatives and anti-vaxxers for taking part in a Pfizer vaccine advertisement, encouraging people to get their COVID boosters and flu shots. Needless to say, these are not decisions that would make you a beloved figure among those on the right. Putting that in text form is really hilarious. It proves how ridiculous these people are. With that being said, here is an OAN host take on the situation. America's pop star celebrity sweetheart joins forces with the top dog in the NFL, playing for the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real here. This is bread and circuses on steroids. Major League Sports in and of itself is nothing but a psyop. Get kids plugged into the cycle of going to public indoctrination camps, playing sports for their school, and going to games. Many end up devoting their entire childhood to competing in various sports, only to be cut from the team, at which point they become brainwashed into supporting professional teams because they know their dreams of becoming a pro athlete will probably never happen. 
So then they become obsessed with some grown man who gets paid millions of dollars every year to throw a ball around while promoting poison death shots and child slave labor through various brand deals and endorsements. So sad. Imagine being so brainwashed by sports you actually show up to your team stadium to shovel snow for free so you can watch a bunch of grown men who are overpaid tackle each other. <laughs> Seriously, though, trudging through three feet of snow amid a massive blizzard just to watch a game? Yeah, sorry, you couldn't pay me to do that. Just imagine for a moment if people were as dedicated to Jesus as they are professional sports. I think the country might look pretty different if that were the case. But sadly, as we know, it's not. And perhaps that's why we're witnessing the crumbling and degradation of our once great nation. Instead, all we seem to care about are the celebrities and athletes propped up by the Hollywood elites and this ongoing theater, this fake, carefully crafted show that the masses have been hypnotized by and can't seem to turn off. And you also have the account End Wokeness on X saying what's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic and natural. It's an op. We all feel it. We all know it. What does that even mean? She's just really talented and incredible at building a brand. So now she has influence and may use it to, God forbid, do some good in this country. My goodness. Then you have far-right extremist Laura Loomer, who I had a pretty bonkers interview with on this show. You can find that on the YouTube channel saying on X this. The Democrats' Taylor Swift election interference psyop is happening in the open. Oh, no, you've exposed us, Laura. It's not a coincidence that current and former Biden administration officials are propping up Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. They're going to use Taylor Swift as a poster child for their pro-abortion get-out-the-vote campaign. Okay, Laura, and every right-winger melting down over this. Just get a life. Go outside. Take a breath. How on earth... Is it election interference for Taylor Swift to use her freedom of speech, something Laura Loomer says she cares so much about, to go out there and advocate for her beliefs? And in this case, in this election cycle, all she's done thus far is say, register to vote. Now, on that note, there is an iconic video I want to show you from a documentary that was made about Taylor Swift. And this was back in 2018 when she decided to stop staying out of politics. She was trying to avoid alienating parts of her audience, but then just couldn't take it anymore and decided to speak out against Marsha Blackburn, Donald Trump, and the GOP. And I have the moment where she made that decision to play for you. But for context, she grew up in Tennessee and was living there at this point, if I'm not mistaken, which is where Marsha Blackburn, of course, was running for re-election. So that's a lot of what you'll hear her address in this video. Pretty amazing stuff. Take a look. The other thing, just from a security so you think Taylor Swift comes out against Trump. I don't care if they write that. I'm sad that I didn't two years ago, but I can't change that. I'm saying right now that this is something that I know is right, and you guys, I need to be on the right side of history, Taylor, and if he Taylor, doesn't win, then at least I, I, at least I tried. Taylor, here's the, here's the problem. I just want to read you what I wrote, and I'm going to try to start. I just really want you to know that this is important to me. I totally agree with the issue. Have you heard you. Her, Let, have you just Yes, heard? I've read the entire thing, and the bottom line right now, I'm terrified. I'm the guy that went out and bought armored cars. I worry for her safety as much as anybody does, maybe more. It really is a big deal. She votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking, stalking. 
she votes she thinks that that if you're a gay couple or even if you look like a gay couple you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant it's really basic human rights and it's right and wrong at this point and i can't see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words tennessee christian values those aren't tennessee christian values i live in tennessee i am christian that's not what we stand for i need to do this i need you to just but apparently that was a psyop by the Pentagon or something. MAGA, when you start becoming a Taylor Swift hate club, that should be an indication that you went wrong somewhere, you know? And to end on a positive note, here was Taylor Swift before the 2020 election, showing her support for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. My video viewers can see it up on screen. I want to play a moment for you from yesterday's edition of Fox News is the Five that once again highlights one of our favorites, Jessica Tarlov, who is the one liberal host on that Five host show. But one of the things I've been wondering is how right-wing media would deal with the $83.3 million in damages Trump is going to have to pay to E. Jean Carroll based on the recent defamation trial. And of course, this relates to Trump defaming the person he was found civilly liable for raping. And I've been eager to see how Trump advocates in the media would dishonestly talk themselves out of this one, being the people who worked so hard to brand themselves as pro-family values. And they tried to put forward these dishonest responses, but Jessica Tarlov made it very difficult for them. So quickly, the context for this clip is, the reporting on Taylor Swift, and I'm dedicating a whole segment today to the MAGA freakout over Taylor Swift, so I won't do another deep dive in this segment. But essentially, the Biden campaign, for obvious reasons, is hoping she'll throw her support behind him like she did in 2020 in this election cycle. And MAGA, long before that, has been angry with her because she dares to encourage people to get registered to vote. Can you imagine? Participate in democracy? Well, Jesse Waters starts saying this is indicative of a terrible Biden re-election strategy, and Jessica Tarlov has the perfect response. He would welcome him in, and he would say something snarky, I'm sure, about his change in heart over the Iraq war, but he would say, we're all Republicans, right? I w want your vote, and here's W endorsing me. Same thing, we talk about these pop stars, right? Donald Trump only has Kid Rock and Vanilla Ice. I'm sure he would like to have more. And people who have the same kind of appeal, we talk about how they could win all the time, like Oprah and Michelle Obama and Taylor Swift are people who have fans across the country, regardless of their political beliefs. All right. There you go. Jesse, so uh, <laughs> what president. Scale? How would you scale? Well, what would I, you mean, yeah. I would say that Joe Biden doesn't even know who Taylor Swift is. Of course he didn't he even does. know who the sitting president was. No, he, he, he confused her with Beyonce and Britney. That's he doesn't right. even, Four names. He doesn't even know any of her songs, and she doesn't know any of his policies besides abortion, That's Jessica. This has all the true love of an, of an arranged marriage. This was probably cooked up time. in a lab. <laughs> by the women that run the Biden campaign and the beta males that run his social media. These are the same people that bring you Dark Brandon and Dylan are now telling you that Joe Biden is swift. Swift and the word Joe Biden, nothing to do with each other. <laughs> I read this article in the New York Times. This is the Biden re-election strategy. Are you ready? Don't run on Bidenomics. Leave the White House more than once a week. 
ask Bill and Barack to raise money for you and hope a pop star endorses you. Jessica, this is not the re-election strategy of a winning campaign. This smacks of desperation and the fact that he's clinging to Taylor Swift, who he couldn't even pick out of a lineup without Jill going like this. That's Taylor. Tells me everything you know about Is Joe Biden. Is the strategy to owe $83 million for defaming a woman that you sexually assaulted? I would love Taylor Swift's endorsement. Any politician would. I but I like you people like I just Kid said, Rock. Because that was the news from the weekend on that side. And then Joe Biden was 15 endorsement to church. And you think it's the end of the world. Late to church. He goes to church. You want to talk? Let's he talk about that. Let's talk about that lawsuit then. Go ahead, Jessica. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that you shouldn't sexually assault people and then you shouldn't defame okay, them. Okay, was he found guilty of sexual yes, he assault? Was. He was a he criminal? Was, by a jury. was a criminal? It was it says, no, it's it's civil. civil. Yeah. Oh, that means it, it doesn't a- count? Okay. It means it's not a guilty verdict. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's always nice to bring something up that has that, nothing to do to with your- the topic. It does. You said the campaign strategy. You know, just stop interrupting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Long week ahead. Yes, it's only Monday. Yeah, it absolutely does have to do with the topic. Waters was saying that Biden has a bad campaign strategy. So Tarlov was just wondering if Jesse's guy, if his guy's strategy is the one Biden should be emulating, namely having to pay $83.3 million to a woman you defamed after sexually assaulting. Because that's what Trump's going to be up to. Now, it's wild that they've fallen back on, ah, civil cases don't count. Who cares? Everyone's aware that Trump wasn't found guilty in a criminal trial. Otherwise, he would have to be serving some sort of sentence. The statute of limitations, uh, for one, has passed for a criminal case. So, E. Jean Carroll's only plausible recourse at this point for justice was to sue Trump. And her case was so strong and so backed by the evidence that a jury found Trump liable after a trial for raping her. And because a bunch of people, including Rudy Giuliani, are confused about this, and he tried to defend Trump the other day by saying it wasn't rape, it was sexual assault. First of all, it's insane that that's your defense. And second, the judge clarified that under the definition of rape, the sexual abuse Trump was found liable for is indeed rape. But all they can fall back on is either, nah, it was sexual assault, not rape, or yeah, well, it was just a civil case, so who really cares that he was found liable for rape pitiful and i will keep beating the drum of these are the people who say they're advocating on behalf of family values and they get to judge other people because they have these great family values but then seemingly all the family values in the book are violated by their nominee the civilly liable rapist and I did want to show you while we're on this subject, a pretty impactful moment from an interview E. Jean Carroll conducted on CNN, where she walks through the stress of having to see Trump in the courtroom for the first time since that day and how it was so frightening until she actually saw him. And then in that moment, he became nothing, lost his power. Take a look. Preparing to see him was terrifying. Uh, the days leading up, as Robbie uh, brought me around stronger and stronger, um, it was so, uh, I hadn't slept, I hadn't eaten, I couldn't think, I lost my language when she was trying to prepare me to go uh, to do testimony in front of Donald Trump. And then when we were in the courtroom and Robbie went to the lectern, she said, good morning. 
Eugene, please state your name and spell it for the jury, for the court. And there he was, and he was nothing. He was just no power. He had, he was zero. That was, it, I was flabbergasted. And from then we just sailed through. She brought me in. She said, say your name. And I just looked at Robbie, saw he was nothing, and it came out from there. Did you, did you make eye contact with him? Many times. And what was that like? I'm t it, he's an emperor without clothes. It's like looking at nothing. It was like nothing. Were you surprised by that? Because the environment, <laughs> yeah. no, I can imagine, but the environment, not just from what you went through, but also the environment in that courtroom was a yeah. very different, very Ooh. volatile, very heated environment in terms of both uh, Donald Trump's attorney and Donald Trump for it to end up like that. Were you surprised? Yes, yes, I had been prepared for the worst force, you know, on the earth today, the most powerful, the most, the most effective, the most money, the richest, the most, you know, you know. And there he is, he's nothing. Why? It's just the people around him who give him the power. Pretty incredible. So, listen, we can't control the fact, as much as I wish that I could, that so many people in this country refuse to engage with the facts of this case or any of his criminal cases. I wish we could, but we can't, except for on a small level interpersonally. But we can control our ability to go vote, our ability to motivate others to go vote. And now I've really started to do that in my personal life. And people catch on if you take the time to walk them through the importance of this election. Now, to be clear, I don't mean with people who support Trump. Usually that's a lost cause. Instead, with the millions of people who are currently on track not to vote in the next election. If we can reach just a tiny percentage of them, we can reject MAGA extremism and Donald Trump. But you do have to take the time to explain to people, and first I should say, make sure you're prepared to get clear on all the important points that we go through on a daily basis, and then walk through with people how Trump threatens democracy, the specifics of how he tried to overthrow our democratic process to keep himself in the White House last time, the fake elector scheme, the pressuring of local officials to engage in fraud, etc. Walk through his promises to lock up his political opponents, his calls for the termination of the Constitution, him saying the government should come down hard on media outlets and all the things, again, we talk about on a daily basis. Then the fact that he's a civilly liable rapist. Contrast that with the policy record of Joe Biden, and it's the easiest decision in the world. We are, by the way, going to be working on a guide of sorts that puts down on paper the bullet points you hear me going through every day so that you can easily access it with the sources, clips, linked, all that, and be able to present the facts to people. Well, I have a moment to play for you from an interview with Republican Congresswoman Maria Salazar that is as perfect as it is painful to watch, and it has to do with this trend we've seen among Republicans where they will fight against aggressively and vote against legislation that is either only supported by Democrats or is a Biden initiative that has some Republican support, but is still mostly a Democratic piece of legislation. But then, after trying to prevent a bill from getting through, these same Republicans will go out and brag about the ways in which the legislation is improving their constituents' lives or the money that's being invested in projects in their district because of a bill that 
they often called socialism or something and spoke out against Biden for, but they're trying to take credit for it anyways. It's rather enraging. We see this game played time and time again. Tommy Tuberville was one really prominent example where he goes out and tries to take credit for broadband investments that he voted against and he got called out brutally for it. Well, now I have Maria Salazar as another example. And finally, a news anchor called her out ruthlessly and repeatedly and his confrontation was so spot on that she just sort of gave up and said i don't know i don't even remember if i voted for it or not well we remember how you voted and it was wrong and last thing i'll say before playing this clip is she has been particularly blatant about this you'll hear the anchor bring up the fact that maria salazar has gone out and presented checks to people referring to money that she voted against and she has it signed and she's presented check she voted against it likely because she wouldn't dare to support the initiatives biden has been pushing for the actual improvements to americans lives that he and democrats have been implementing that republicans like maria salazar have been fighting back against with that being said here it is. Last month, you were at FIU and you presented a check for $650,000 to help small businesses at FIU. But you voted against the bill that gave the money that you then signed a check for and handed and had a photo op, the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023, right? You voted against that bill. I, I, right now, you have to give me more details, but I do know that every time I have an opportunity to bring money to my constituents, I do so. I well, just did four hundred thousand dollars. But look, well, let's you, go. but you voted yeah. against you voted against the Chips and Science Act, right? Listen, I, right now, I need to I need to ask my staff. But you know, what do no, we look you, at you the forty million dollars that I have brought to this community? No, what's, what's Aren't you proud of me? Aren't you proud of the forty million dollars that I brought? Much, but how Aren't much? you proud that I wrote the Dignity Act? Haven't I? Aren't, let's talk about the Americas Act. Wait, 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 wait. Let me one second. Tell me. The money that you talk about, the $40 million that you bring back to the district, sometimes that money comes from bills that you voted against. You voted against the CHIPS Act, and yet you praise the fact that the South Florida Climate Resilience Tech Hub is going to be started in Miami, right? You voted against the infrastructure bill, and you talk about all the money that comes back to the airport. So at the same time that you're taking credit for the money that you bring back to the district, in Washington, you're voting against these projects on party line votes. Listen, I, that was, I think, last cycle. I cannot really remember right now, but just look, let's look at the America's Act, which is what I'm going to, which is so what I would wanna, like. you don't want to explain why I, you I vote really against cannot, I mean, right now, and I'm not trying to be a politician, is so many bills that I've introduced that I know that no, no, many of them these are bills that you voted against. The, that I understand. And, but they, it's, okay, sometimes I vote bills. and sometimes I don't, but let's look at the positive. Let's look at the $40 million that I brought. Now, I'm sure this has happened with a Democrat at some point, for sure. But lately, it's constantly happening with Republicans. And it's because, let's just be honest, they have absolutely nothing affirmatively to run on. They have their against statements, sure. They have their against Biden stuff and against woke and against drag queens or whatever. But what are they for? What have they actually done? And it's gotten so bad that Republican Congress people are giving speeches on the House floor like Chip Roy saying, he has nothing to run on and no achievements to speak of. Correct. So if they have no legislative accomplishments that they can point to as proof that they should continue being in power, they have to go attach themselves to the achievements of Democrats. I guess they don't have to, but they feel like they have to. Who, by the way, 
Democrats have a really long list in the last few years. I mean, we've talked about this so much, but again, let's sort of portray the contrast here and think about the list of the first two years of Biden's presidency, when there was a Democratic majority in the House and Senate, we got the largest investment in infrastructure since the Eisenhower Highway Program, the Inflation Reduction Act, which in that we see the largest investment in green energy in American history, making sure we're the leader during that transition so that more jobs can be made in American industries thriving in that sector in America and for the sake of our planet, plus Medicare is now able to negotiate drug prices for seniors, lowering those costs and specifically capping the cost of insulin at $35 out of pocket per month. You have things like the PACT Act, an expansion of veterans' healthcare coverage, the Chips and Science Act, investing in American manufacturing, a bunch of student debt relief, an incredible vaccine rollout to help to get things back to normal, the American Rescue Plan also serving to do that. And not to mention Biden's NLRB doing incredible stuff for labor and the list just goes on and on so that's the first two years of biden's presidency again democrats have a majority in the house and senate now hold that in your mind and contrast it with republicans being in the majority for about the last year we've seen some ridiculous investigations into biden where marjorie is showing nude photos of hunter biden for no discernible reason and what else really think about it what else they haven't actually been working on behalf of their constituents to try to make their lives better. It's been about political attacks and culture wars and nonsense. So yeah, with all that in mind, it tracks that Maria Salazar would go dishonestly celebrate money going into her district that if she had had her way, wouldn't be going into her district at all. And Pete Buttigieg a while back nicely explained how these sorts of flip-flops on the part of Republicans is actually proof of the quality of these democratic policies. Many others stood in the way, uh, denounced it as uh, wasteful spending, denounced it as socialism. And of course, what's remarkable is uh, it turns out they don't think it's socialism when it's coming to their districts. They think it's so great uh, that they want to be at the press conference. They send press releases touting their uh, advocacy for it. Sometimes they even uh, describe themselves as having secured it, which is uh, uh, obviously, you know, it's hard not to chuckle at that sitting in the uh, Department of Transportation that's approving some of these grants or knowing that uh, other departments in the Biden-Harris administration are making the decision to send this funding to these constituencies. But I think what we're demonstrating is, look, we're going to send this funding where it's needed. Uh, and, and this is places that are red, blue and purple. We're not going to punish any American for the short-sightedness of their elected officials. These are good projects. And, you know, look, the sign of a bad policy is the people who pushed it abandon it later on. The sign of a good policy is even the people who fought it and stood in the way at the time uh, come to support it. I just wish they would be a little more straightforward and maybe even go so far as to acknowledge that they were wrong when they said that this infrastructure bill was a bad idea. And they were wrong to call it socialism uh, as evidenced by the fact, that, or, or at least wrong to denounce it uh, as, as socialism and, and, and wasteful spending. Uh, if it is socialism, then it seems to be socialism that these Republicans uh, love when it's coming their way. And that's exactly it. I just wish, I wish so badly that Republican voters would start seeing these sorts of hypocritical actions and change course. Well, it appears that Nikki Haley is finally deciding to 
take the gloves off and start politically hitting Trump hard. And that's what I have for you. There has been a notable shift in Nikki Haley's tone about Trump. It looks like as she approaches the South Carolina primary, she's looking to do anything she can to change what seems to be the inevitable outcome. And I'm all for it. I've been publicly begging all the GOP candidates since the beginning to actually go after Trump in a way that matches who he is. Now, to be clear, she refuses to actually criticize him on some of the most consequential elements of him, such as how he threatens democracy. She isn't, for example, matching the rhetoric of Chris Christie, which was the most sane in the primary before he dropped out, but at least she's escalating it. I also want to note before playing the first clip that just because she would be much less bad than Trump, that doesn't mean she's some fantastic candidate. I'd still fight passionately in favor of a Biden candidacy over a Nikki Haley candidacy if she were to be the Republican nominee. But given who Trump is, she'd obviously be preferable. And I also like to clarify uh, before the first clip that she has essentially no shot at winning against Trump. But I want to see her do as much damage as possible before she goes down. And that's what we're seeing potentially play out here. Here's clip number one. And what happened after that was a sight to see. Because on election night, we were super excited. We had moved 25 points in the three weeks leading up to the election. And Donald Trump was totally unhinged. Unhinged. He was a bit sensitive. And I think that it, and I think his feelings were hurt, but he threw a temper tantrum out on stage, seriously. Threw a total temper tantrum. And was talking about revenge. So after he talked about revenge and had a little of something to say about me, that's fine. We raised a million dollars online right after he did that. Then the next day, unhinged again says, for anybody that supports Nikki Haley, you will be barred from MAGA. So we had a little fun with that. We started selling t-shirts that said barred permanently. We sold 10,000 t-shirts. We raised another $1.6 million. Finally, my goodness. And listen again, Chris Christie went after Trump 10 times more than Nikki Haley ever will and on the issues that matter the most and he never polled above low single digits so clearly there isn't that big of an appetite in the GOP for Trump trash talk but I love to see it anyways come on and as we've been covering there does seem to be a contingent of Nikki Haley supporters that really don't see themselves voting for Trump in the general election so if Haley can turn up the heat against Trump and Trump can get even more angry and go nuts calling her everything under the sun there's a good chance the anti-trump republicans uh, who are currently supporting nikki haley 
could sort of dig their heels in because of that Trump behavior and refuse to vote for him in the general election. Better yet, vote for Joe Biden. And that's what I think a more messy fight between Haley and Trump over the next few weeks or maybe even months if she stays in has the potential to do. Here's another example, this time on Meet the Press, where she finally is willing to admit Trump is a civilly liable rapist. And, and what is unique about this case is that the jury has now ruled. They have found him liable of sexual abuse. Do you not trust the jury and their findings, Ambassador? I absolutely trust the jury, and I think that they made their decision based on the evidence. I just don't think that should take him off the ballot. I think the American people will take him off the ballot. I think that's the best way to go forward is not let him play the victim, let him play the loser. That's what we want him to do at the end of the day. Just to be clear, do you think it's disqualifying, Ambassador? I don't think he should be taken off the ballot. I think the American people will decide if he's disqualifying or not. We don't do that, Kristen, in America. Anybody that wants to run can run. And I think that's really important. We've seen a lot of people try and infringe on our freedoms and our democracy. We can never let that happen. I don't want a political party deciding who's right and wrong. I don't want you know any judges to decide who deserves to be on the ballot and who doesn't. I want the American people to decide it. That's what the heartbeat of America is our democracy. Let's let the American people decide who they want to lead this country. Okay, so the notable part of that was her saying she does trust the jury who decided Trump's a civilly liable rapist and thinks they made that determination based on the evidence, not political bias or because they're part of the deep state, but because the evidence justified that determination. And in the party of family values, you would think they would care more about that, but they don't. They're almost certainly going to nominate a civilly liable rapist, which is pretty disgusting and I still can't get my head around it. And by the way, since she went on and on about Trump being disqualified from the ballot, yeah, we'd all rather see him lose wonderfully to Joe Biden and be relegated to the dustbin of history that way. That would be more satisfying, but the Constitution can't be selectively applied. That's not how it works or not how it should work. If he violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, then he has to be taken off the ballot and seems like he did. Just like if you try to run and you aren't 35 years old running for president, just a matter of upholding the Constitution. Then back to the previous speech, she sort of flipped the script on Trump and is trying to portray him as the uh, pro-establishment candidate. We need somebody who can do eight years solid, no distractions. And I saw recently President Trump was surrounded by all these political endorsements, all these congressional members endorsing him. He was surrounded by the political establishment, the same political establishment who wasted our money, the same political establishment who didn't secure our borders, the same political establishment who allowed fentanyl to flow through, the same political establishment who's given us absolutely nothing for the last several years. And why does that same political establishment want me to get out of the race? Because I said we needed to have term limits in Washington, D.C. Because I said that if they didn't get us a budget on time, they don't get paid. So as an interesting strategy, Trump's obviously constantly calling her the establishment candidate. So she's trying to flip it on him since his supporters don't like 
pro-established candidates and say, no, he is. Okay. Um, then here's one more moment from this same speech. And then he did it again. Then he came out and he pushed the RNC and his people at the RNC to say that he should be the nominee and that they should push me out. And we said, we said only two states have voted. There are 48 more that have to vote. No matter what Donald Trump thinks, he can't bully his way to the White House. It's not going to work. And after he did that, we raised another $1.4 million. So Donald, keep them coming because it's great. Okay, so we all know that Trump is one of the most sensitive snowflakes in American history. So my speculation is that this is really going to get under his skin, these sorts of comments from Nikki Haley, and he'll continue to lash out at her a ton. And that's really good for dividing the party and hurting them in the general. We just need a tiny percentage of Republicans to be turned off by Trump's anti-Haley behavior. And again, to either not be super motivated to turn out for him in the general or go out and vote for Biden. And that could doom Trump. And if Trump were smart, he would stop with the pettiness because as she's pointing out, it seems to only help her fundraising and motivate people, at least who already support her, to support her more. And instead, he could act like he's the presumptive nominee, as he sort of is, just take up that posture. The best strategy for Trump could be to just pretend like Haley doesn't exist and start running against Biden exclusively. So people start perceiving him as the guy we just got to rally behind, right? That would be the smart strategy, but he can't do that because he is more easily triggered than anyone in the entire world and will be sending out messages, no doubt, all throughout the night about bird brain, as he calls her, Nikki Haley. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, and if you want to go a step further, you can do so by becoming a member at LukeBeasleyShow.com slash membership, where you get access to the daily bonus show. Plus, make sure if you're listening to the podcast version of the show to rate and review.